Warning, warning. Two idiots have infiltrated the library. Please remain quiet and respect your fellow readers. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP, episode 113. This is too many episodes. We have to start Discovering SCP Shippuden now. I, I want to open real quick with a, a suggestion, by the way. Okay. So I was talking to someone, um, uh, someone from hey. work who, who started li- like listening to the podcast. Okay. And they mentioned they liked it, but they thought... One thing we should do on YouTube is have more stuff to interact with. Now, I know we're on, like, a limited crunch here, and, you know, the point is it's audio. But, Anomalous, don't feel pressured to, but if you want to... And Anomalous, if, if you can program time, a little you... video game into the video, just for people to like us watching. No, no, I meant, like, if you want to just, like, toss random pictures or, like, little... Even just, like, little text reactions in, feel free to. Obviously, if you don't have time, I'm not going to make you work more than you already do. But, just a thought. Okay. Now that I'm done with all maybe the technical, maybe you, <laughs> and almost maybe you could play a fucking surf game like as a YouTube run video in the background. Oh my, oh, oh my god, how funny would that be? Is like as as we're doing a podcast, it, it's also like a silent anomalous let's play of him playing a video game in the background, <laughs> just an unrelated game. It's like you know how um those like Leafy used to do that weird thing. He played that weird exactly. Nintendo game. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's just it's just like anomalous playing like a NES game on an emulator. That'd be pretty funny. No, but obviously, whatever you do, only if you have time. Um, but yes, Tanhony, it is good to be back. Um, and for those of you at home uh, who are wondering about FSCP, uh, we eliminated them without a trace. Yeah, they know they breached. Exists. Yes. But um, keep in mind that next week we have an even better guest, so get ready for that. But in the meantime, I don't, it's about I'm, not time. Even, I'm not even sure if we're even allowed to like, show it on YouTube. It's so good. Yeah, it's so freaking... We haven't even recorded it yet, but we already know it's going to be the best episode. I am recording it, but my, my hearing is damaged because it couldn't handle the quality. Even anticipating <laughs> hashtag, it. Hashtag discovering SCP sweep. <laughs> <laughs> going to make uh, one SCP billion dollars. Don't do it. Did you see Morbius re-released and got and made $85,000? That's so much money! Hashtag Morbius sweep! <laughs> Morbius sweep! One more billion! <laughs> Hell yeah. But we're not here for the Merbillion Dollars. We're here for something I brought up during WriterBot this year. Uh, Tan Honey has a series that I've been dying to hear about because everyone keeps mentioning yes, it. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, unless Tan- my series specifically, we're going to look at a group of intro. We haven't done one of these in a fucking while, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's been no themes. We've just been fucking around for like 50 episodes straight now. The yeah, podcast is I, dead. I had no a- one's watching anymore. I had a minor breakdown because we had so many guests I wanted to be on, so then we just had no guests on and just did fucking nothing. Yeah, we've been doing like fucking Holders episodes, not even SCP. What the fuck? Okay, but to be fair, Holders is better than that. SCP is actually, that was, those are the best episodes we've ever done. I'm the one where we, instead yeah. of. <laughs> the one we were meant to be doing Cream Pasta and instead did Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the furthest we say... get away from what we're meant to be doing, the better. I, I don't always agree with that because I think the SCP episodes and the Holders episodes are always great, but I do think that the two the, the no sleep slash, but I do think the the two sentence horror and no sleep was not as good as our usual SCP, except for the ending bit with the Victorian era dude who was like having a breakdown. That was pretty good. But we're not here about all those past episodes. We're here for this week's episode. Tim, oh, yes. how many flipping articles do we have today, dude? We have one. Well, we have. Kind of one. Two. Three, kind of one? Four. What? What is he talking about? Well, it's part Gross. of the page, is the first one. 
Okay, okay, I see, Soka. Uh, link me that mother-flipping page. Oh, so, so when we yes. do a GOI and you show me the hub, do you link the hub in the credits as well? And if so, I do, yes. credited for the hub. I just, whoever posted it first gets the credit. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't so who, trust, so who, I can't go through through the grand archives to find out who made which we will, changes. We will say, though, uh, when it comes to a hub page, please, please, if you ever check it out, go to the history and look at all the people who worked so yeah. hard on it. Don't even read the page, just read the history. Yeah, just read the history. Do that. No, every SCP. Like, there's too many fucking words on these fucking SCP pages. Here's this little secret: you go to history and it just lists all the changes, and you just read that. You pretty much got the article down. So true, bestie. Speed um, so link me, link me that mother freaking. The Black link. Queen hub we will begin with, and it's the first. I love tab the Black here. Queen. I've never heard of the Black Queen. Well, this has a bunch of upvotes on it, and uh, let me check the history because you haven't said the name yet. So I'm worried it's you who made this hub. So I'm checking. Oh, fuck, I'm checking. Silver Rusher. Silver Rusher ah. made the Black Queen hub. Right. This is it's worrying so, to be honest, folks. Um, that are now so obsessed with the history of these pages. He just he doesn't even care about SCP anymore. Yeah, in fact, he told me that he was going to kill me if I ever mentioned it. Listen, after hazardous toast, I don't take any chances. It was a hundred and like some, episodes some... ago. Some some anime characters, their village gets burned down and they never trust again. I was was pranked too many times on Tan Honey articles, and now I cannot once. trust I got away with it once, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Twice, I think. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, forgive me. Let's get into it. It's a letter dated September 20th, 2011. Nice. <clears throat> to Alison Shao, Theta, known to her world as the Black Queen. I hope this letter finds you well. I want to apologize for our behavior the other day. Although you're a strong person, discovering your true nature, as well as that of the serpent's hand, can be disorienting. Remember the serpent's hand, of course. Mm-hmm. Do we? Yeah, yeah, that's okay, the yeah. group that like kind of works with the library, yeah, they hang out kind of doesn't, and, and they like knowledge and shit. Yeah. It's been so long since I was first introduced to the other little sisters that I've forgotten what it's like. Feeling helpless is never a pleasant sensation, particularly when you're used to the feeling of being five steps ahead of everyone else in your world. Lashing out the wind the way that you did was understandable, if unfortunate. I hope that you'll find in yourself to rejoin us in the library at some point in the future. Hopefully this letter will help with some of the questions that are supposed to be answered in the library. First, there is always a Gears. He always leaves his wife for some extra normal organisation. He always, he always <laughs> loses his capacity to feel. He always loses the fucking kids. <laughs> sometimes this can be fixed, sometimes it can't. Sometimes Gears will get caught up in something that ultimately destroys his universe. Second, this Gears will frequently have a daughter. She is always shaped by his leaving. After a certain number of years, she begins to seek out her father. Sometimes she becomes a monster, human only in the loosest sense. Other times, she retains something of a conscience. Sometimes she succeeds and rescues her father, only to find him a broken shell. Other times, she saves him and rebuilds her family as it once was. Many times she remains an utterly unremarkable, if damaged, woman. Other times she dies before she can even lay down her plans. And sometimes, a very few times, she learns about the library. Mm. Knowing that your circumstances are not unique, that your suffering is just one iteration of an infinite amount of identical suffering, or that the control you thought you had is non-existent isn't pleasant to hear. Don't despair. Your influence over the worlds, not world, worlds, is far greater than you can ever know. Some of the daughters have limited themselves to their own world, using the library as a safe house and resource. Others have walked the ways, seeking out ancient, obscure worlds. Some ignore gears, some obsessively seek them out, 
few have decided that all this convergence is the work of a god or gods. Sometimes people come into conflict. To call it a group is probably too charitable, more like a collection of individuals with similar experiences. Whatever ultimately becomes of your plans, I hope you will try and find us again. You're scared and confused and probably angry. At one point, I was too. But we know you better than anyone else ever can. If you choose to stay, there is no limit to what we can do. Your little sister, Alison Show Epsilon, known also to her world as the Black Queen. Alright, so I will admit I know a very small amount of the Black Queen mm. from people's mentioning it, and because I read one article about the original Milk Jesus, and I'm not going to go on a rant about Milk Jesus, but just because of that, I know it's like supposed to be she exists. I thought it was she existed in a bunch of different times, like it was a reincarnated person, but I guess it's the same person over different universes. And yeah, like it's a multiverse. Because they all okay. go to the same library. I thought it was a time thing, because in the one I read about Milk Jesus, uh, she was talking to someone from, like, Roman times or some mm. shit. Like, she, Imagine that was probably, was like, a Roman bizarre. time universe, then, <laughs> where Rome never found Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, uh, so this is very interesting. And I also didn't know that she was Gears' daughter. Very interesting. Yeah, the relevance uh, of that does of... vary between, like, iterations of the character as well, so... Right. And I think it's nice that they mention that here, too. They're like, it, it, these details always can change from each version of the Black Queen, which is cool. Mm. So the Black Queen is basically every version of Alison Chow that finds the library, right? Exactly. So, and, and they're typically associated with the Serpent's Hand. So my question is, what makes her the Black Queen of all things? Is it just the fact that multiple versions of her keep finding the library? Because wouldn't that be the case with other people? Or is there something else special about her? Well, it's more of a title that like, they give themselves rather than, like, it's not like a destiny thing, I don't know, I think. Where it's like, well, it says known to her world rather than, like, Well, yeah, it's a name they, like, as. take on when they're doing their shit, usually. Okay. Okay. There's other interpretations uh, of that as well, which we'll get to. So we didn't need to read. I was about to ask if we need to read these other tabs, but they're all just links. To yeah, these are. This is the the hub for the Black Queen. I see. Well, I'm going to give this an upvote. I'm not going to rate it shit middle good because it's a hub, not an article. But mm. take my upvote. It's very nice. Uh, so that was cool. I'm excited to see. So yeah. so now I think I'm understanding. It's not that you wrote um, the 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 Black Queen, but you wrote like some sort of tale series that yes, is very yes, yes. popular. And my, what's my that sort of take on it? That's called Blackened, that series. There's, there's Blackened. two chapters of it so far. I'm working on the third. I've been working on it on and off for quite a while, but hopefully that'll come out soon. So this is, this is like, this is like the, the web serial. No, this is your SCP version of Blood Drive then, or are you like actually still releasing it? I, I'm still releasing it. I, I do have it half done in my sandbox right now. Okay. That's fair. And t- is it does it take a while just because like th- these are like large affairs, or is it because you have other stuff you work well, on? Well, a lot of stuff, obviously, April Space takes up a right. lot of, of time. I would sometimes... That's true. Yeah, so... Well, you guys time have no idea. If if Tan took off one month of Aetheral Space, he would take over the wiki. Yeah. Aetheral Space is the only thing that contains him from having yeah, another yeah. Tan season. <laughs> like, as soon as April Space ends, it's fucking over. That's it's like over. the end, end of days. <laughs> Every every new article will be by Tanhony. Yeah, by Tanhony. It's, by like, it's like fucking Dark Souls Three, just like a bleeding hole instead of the sun. <laughs> he comes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to read this Blackened series. There's only two tales. Do you think we'll be able to read both within well, the episode? I we're not going to start with Blackened series. We're going to start with a, a more of the, well, the format that a lot of Black Queen articles take because mine's a tale series. Well, I'm going to get like a balanced view of the uh, the GOI. Let's, let's, I see. Let's, let's I see. 
Sorry, my friend. I, I swear I wouldn't normally just doing podcasts. It's about like a wedding later in the month. He's giving me some. Like, He's getting married. Please congratulate our God. I wish. I wish. No, it's my friend who's getting married. I'm going to go down and see him. And they're giving me some. He was giving me some important details. Um, you can, you can come. I would love for you to come. I have a plus one. You can be my date to the wedding. <laughs> Strut like a tablet, like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like one of those uh, fucking things they the, do. The, in, the maid robot. Like, have you ever... So you see, no one was like, "What's wrong?" Oh Isn't no, this what those. You <laughs> I was thinking about like, those, like my my avatar face on it. <laughs> like like I come to your house and it's like, what's wrong? Isn't this what you wanted? That's so much better than what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, have you ever seen like uh, not Arrested Development, um, Parks and Rec? I have not now. Uh, a couple shows do it where they put like an iPad on a stick with wheels and it just wheels around <laughs> and you're webcamming. <laughs> Oh man! All right, link me, yes. link me. Here's the tale. Well, not a tale. This is a a, a Black Queen format article. It's like your equivalent Ooh. of an SCP file. So, if I recall, the format is like it's several versions of Black Queen talking, and each version has a color to it. Precisely. And this one is so the this Hans is gonna... King's Tragedy by Obo and Geek ninety nine. So I have realized that due to this, um, yeah, this is voices. insane. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. It's so basically I have to keep track of like. I have to keep track of, like, five voices, which is going to be quite a feat. Okay, oh, I will, man. um, we'll, we'll take them in order. I'll take the first three, you take the last three. Okay, um, so, no, we, alright, so you're going to be purple. Or, or, otherwise, I can just do voices if you want. Okay, um, you know what? No, this is going to be, no, it's too hard. Okay, we're going to figure this out. Okay, I asked for this. I asked for this. Let's go. Let's go. The Hanged King's Tragedy. Well, which one are we doing? Uh, you didn't answer. I don't know. It's too daunting. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you, All right. You, I'll you be... I'll, like okay, okay, okay. Decision, but you didn't. I see... I see six... You have six different versions, right? Yes. Yes. Well, actually, I will do five. I will do It's five purples. versions. I, okay, there's five. I will do purple. Lime green! And the tech version. And then you can do the other two. Okay. Yeah, I'll do blue, dark blue. And I will do dark red. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Roll call. A pl- <laughs> Baseline. A play. Oh, we have, to, we have to do called... roll call. Oh. Uh, how's that work? Well, the names. They, 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 they're the same stuff. We have to do the first bit. Black Queen Erasmus. BQ Lisa here. Smile. This is Gear Spawn. Let's get this over with. OMG, I didn't realize you had dibs on green. Sorry. Oh, I can change colors if you want. I literally could not care less what color you are. Okay, then I'm going with a slightly different shade of green. Mm. If you two idiots are done, I'm Black Queen Balder. This title I shall now proclaim as mine. You all may call me Black <laughs> Queen Caroline. Oh, she rhymes. Oh, no, that's her, that's her bit. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that, though. A play, usually called this the, is the King's Tragedy. Fuck me. Okay, baseline. A play, usually called the Hanged King's Tragedy, typical of the era of publication. The plot typically revolves around a king that has been hanged for some reason. Consistently, the play prominently features reference to the ostensibly fictitious city-state Alagada. What's frustratingly inconsistent is whether the play manifests any anomalous properties and whether or not these properties are a direct result of the Alagada references. 
and should there be anomalous effects, performances are fated to be wrecked. Yeah, sure, what Caroline said. Performances of the text come up anomalous manifestations, sudden hummer and suicidal fits, and we can't figure out what the hell caused it. The notable anomaly is the appearance of an anomalous humanoid creature, usually taking the role as the ambassador to Alagata, even if the character is only mentioned or doesn't exist within the text of the play. My research indicates the ambassador may indeed work for an entity bearing some resemblance to the Hanged King archetype. Unclear exactly who slash what this person is or what goals they may have. All right, so I from this and from piecing together... Um, the GOI I read on Milk Jesus. So if I'm understanding, the format is basically a bunch of black queens basically together, do DSCP yeah. and with an anomaly. Yeah, they're like, they do, they're their like own pooling version. the information, usually. Yeah. So that's like how they research. That's it's very interesting. the black queen can do all shit, because he's just, he's just got co-op with herself. Yeah, why can't anyone else involved with the library do that? Well, they can, but they I, think the, I think the idea is a black queen just like the biggest mass of them. Ah, I see, I see. Probably because of how important, like, Gears is and the whole daughter thing. That makes sense. Yeah, they have a lot of commonalities, I guess, that make them team up. I see. Prerequisites. The development of the English language, the development of theater, and Italian city-states rising to power seem to be a commonality among all timelines. And the rise of monarchies and royals, heart... Though I doubt this hanged king is as cute as, for the love of God, please limit this discussion to relevant commentary on the play. Uh, is this? Oh, yeah. Oh. A kick utility. A kick ass production for the winter theater season. Is she fucking serious? If Alligado we could somehow find, we might expand the reaches of our mind. Hey, Caroline, do you ever write lyrics? I feel like we could write an awesome song if you wanted to collab. Ah. Uh... Fucking hell, can we put edit lock on Lisa's account? Unfortunately, no. Her additions to this discussion could be valuable. But that said, if this nonsense continues, we will severely limit your catalog privileges in the future. Al told me you could be a real stick in the mud. Mm. Vulnerability. Censorship is effective. If there's a foundation in a given timeline, they're usually on top of controlling it due to the secondary anomalous effects. That's interesting that she mentions if there's a foundation, because it also said in the hub, Gears is always associated with a paranormal group. Not it's not always fa- yeah. the foundation. That's pretty cool. But as we'll see, that's not always the case. Nothing yet on how to stop the ambassador entity, or the apparent hanged king entity. I believe that's why Caroline requested this catalog. The king and henchmen pose potential threats. So we'll need all the intel we can get. How is this done? Tell her what you told me. Explain the plot, then the anomaly. And should you feel there's more that you can say, include it and we'll all learn more than this way. Seriously, your rhymes are genius. Hit me up after this. We need to write a song. Uh, I'm trying to make emoji noises, but it's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Instance, timeline E-473. Jacobian era, early 1600s. The plot concerns the royal family of Trinculo, a fictitious Italian city-state, specifically the death of the former king Sforza, who was hanged from a tree post-mortem, said to have been the main influence of Shakespeare's tragedy King Giovanni, a work not present in most timelines. Anomalous effect is present in the original, but not the Shakespeare derivative. Any hypotheses why? A few. Shakespeare's... Well, I think Purple's carrying this investigation. <laughs> well, she's the one doing this one, so I imagine it's like her timeline. Right. 
A few. Shakespeare's work replaces all fictitious place names with real historical locations. I do have to wonder, if it's a multi-universe and it's different everywhere, why do they bother, like, putting together the universal constants? Is it because they share a lot of universal constants, so they look for universal constants? Maybe. And some of the plot points are slightly changed. Ironically, King Giovanni has a much bleaker ending than The Hanged King's Tragedy, as nearly all major characters die. Shakespeare's plagiarism kept the work in obscurity, and it's mostly a curiosity piece for scholars, not something that typically gets performed. Last performance estimated to be over 200 years ago. Instance, timeline W-116. Georgian era, late 1680s. Plot is roughly the same as previous instance, with minor changes, such as the way characters are said to die, and having a much more ambiguous ending than most other versions. Not anomalous! The EBC made a modern miniseries adaptation starring Tom Holland! Art! You can't be serious. Really? He was so hot as Antonio, winky face. Relevant additions, Lisa. Okay, okay, I get it. The original story is something of a cult classic, or whatever the literature version of that is. People know it, but, like, they don't know they know it. Like, people will talk about how somebody's gone to Alagata to refer to them seemingly disappearing, but they don't know what Alagata is. Any clue as to why there's no anomalous features? I don't know. Maybe it's the popularity? There is a rather small group of, like, Alagata truthers or whatever who think they're, the, like, Illuminati or some shit like that. But, like, nobody really believes that, XD. They're part of some bizarre conspiracy. There seems to be a grain of truth to me. Instance. Timeline Y2079. Recent work. Posted 2016 to the website Archive of Our Own. Story is set in 2010's Britain about a young king who has just recently taken the throne and the struggles he faces. The play deals with themes of the role of monarchies in the 21st century, the concept of morality in an unethical society, and worsening mental health. The play ends with the king hanging himself with a noose made of white silk and leaving behind instructions for abolishing the monarchy. Based? How do I not have this variation in my library? Because that's the most important thing to focus on, whether it's in your library. I can send you the PDF later. I would very much appreciate that. Me too! That sounds really interesting! What of Alagada does he say? Yeah, could we maybe stay on track today? Oh my god, they rhymed unintentionally! <laughs> what happened? Universal Constant? Also, side note, I love how Tan called his own writing based. That's so funny. This isn't my writing. I didn't write this. Wait, what? I thought we were reading your Blackened no. series. No, no, I said we're doing okay. this first. Come on, I... Okay, I was about to wonder, like, if this seems like the other format, how is it a series? That makes sense. So who wrote this? This was Oboe and Geek 99, I said. Oboe Geek 99. That name sounds eerily familiar. We probably read another one of those, I think. Well, we're, we're 130 episodes, and we probably read something from, like, everyone. Probably. The text makes frequent use of the phrase, transcend to Alagada, and variations thereof. According to the author, it was a reference to a story his mother used to tell him as a child. That's the real important thing about this one. We know the author. We have confirmation the author is not a reality bender or in any way anomalous, aside from his mother's knowledge of Alagada. Anomalous properties? Present. Only one performance ever ran. Luckily in a small theater. Fourteen noted casualties. The foundation contained it pretty quickly. Maybe they could release the play with the Alagada references removed? It sounds like a pretty topical play. You're welcome to try convincing the Foundation why that wouldn't be a massive containment breach. So can they reach across the realities to talk to them? Because he mentions, like, you can try to tell them that. Oh, well, yeah, you can go to different ones. Ooh. Library is like, as I understand it, 
there are many universes. There's only one Wanderer's Library, though. So you go uh, to the library, and from there you can go to another universe. Uh, the Wanderer's Library is like those hubs in World of Warcraft. Exactly, it's the hub. all the different places. Yeah, it's, it's Firelink Shrine. Bearer, seek, seek, lest. <laughs> Instance timeline C dash four three one. 1972, postmodern play about a man who proclaims himself king of all the lands, but realizes there's nothing to claim because the author couldn't think of anything. Play ends with the author hanging the king to feel he has some control over the narrative. How meta. In this one, Alligator seems to be a stand-in for the audience beyond the fourth wall, with the unseen author acting as the ambassador. An anomalous film version that gained a cult following led to added difficulty in containment. It's not anomalous in this timeline. It's very anomalous in this timeline. It's a goddamn miracle the film version went off without a hitch. Unfortunately for the world at large, it seems the Han King is still in charge. Ooh. Instance timeline, M759. I really like this format, by the way. Like yeah. Once we have the voices down, it's really neat. It's but like I can see how this would be yeah. incredibly difficult to read on a... We're killing it, though. I'm, I'm tooting my own This is like the opposite of most articles. This is very much suited to an audio format. Yeah. Circa 1895. Plot centers on a former slave's experience in America's Gilded Age. The story makes note of the man's heritage, including the stories from his father, that they're descended from an unspecified African monarch. I'm already not liking the sound of this. Hmm. It ends with the main character getting lynched. It was meant to be a powerful statement on the prevalent racism in post-Civil War America. Now it just feels in bad taste. Though tragedy is accurate to take, this version just feels more like a mistake. Faded into obscurity after several failed silent film adaptations. I presume the failures were anomaly-based? I guess. The financial failures were compounded by anomalous failures, and the morons kept trying to revive the project. Instance. Timeline A710. Caroline era. Believed to have been... Wait, does that mean, like, the, the rhyme girl... What? Caroline era, because she she was Caroline, right? I think yeah. I think there is um, also just the Caroline era in general. Do they name themselves after their? Uh, okay, uh, no, it's a period in English and Scottish history. I see. Caroline era. It's when they I built the Tower of London in the Gulf of California. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> now we have a time period as well to add to the collection. <laughs> Believed to have been written by Kit Marlowe, plot is consistent with earlier instances about the Trinculo royal family. Okay, why are you the one who's starting off all these entries? How do you know so much about the plots of these? Her library shall fill and fill and fill. It shall never replace her fear and strife. She never noticed the Han King until the tragedy had impacted her life. Lisa was banished. Erasmus, what the hell? Was that you? Because for once I thought Lisa's contribution was worth noting. No, I... Erasmus was banished. Fuck, she played us. She just wanted to get us all together. The page was locked. Gearspawn was banished. Balder was banished. The tragedy I've seen with mine own eyes. Destruction from a play far too unknown. Ambassador showed up, t'was no surprise. And in their clutches, their world we were shown. Sweet decadence and deviance for all. Debauchery the likes you'd never guess. But should the Alagadan Empire fall, prepare to face a CK-class type mess. For while the king may not be the man you know, it is not he who truly holds the power. Before this empress would steal the show, ambassador and citizen both cower. The one of which I speak you've surely seen, for what's a hand king without his queen? Gearspawn has unlocked the page. Set admin plus Gearspawn. Oh. Gearspawn set Caroline to mute. 
This isn't over, motherfucker. Did you forget who programmed the system? Dumb so wait, kids. do they all use like an electronic communication? I, I think box? it's. I think it's like a bit vague, but it's implied that in this version, at least, it's an electronic communication system. So, so basically, she was doing her version of Hang King to like kill them. Oh, maybe, maybe. I didn't realize it. that's good. Actually, like this could actually just be like the Hang King's tragedy itself. The page. A version of that's it. what that's well that's what I'm thinking because yeah. I know you mentioned that's an era but you said Caroline era and she was Queen Caroline maybe yeah is, was well, her she, name yeah. so I'm thinking this was like her plot to get them all and help the <laughs> hanged king out because they because they were all trying to investigate the hanged king so if she's his yeah. hanged queen she'd be trying to that's my that's what I took away from it anyway I can't believe this only has 77 upvotes that was a, a real joy and honestly between this and milk cheese I'm sure some people don't do it well but like I just think this is a really good format. I really like it's like a meta. Not, it's not necessarily a meta take, but it's like an advanced take on yeah. on an article. Like, I don't know if you remember the original Hand King's tragedy article. Like we've read the SCP article about. I remember it. Yeah. So I really like this. Uh, like, vaguely. The Hand King specifically has a lot of this theme of like interpretations, like lots of different versions of the story. Right, and that and that suits this format really well too. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I gave it an upvote, and this is definitely getting a good on the shit middle good rating system. Uh, what would you rate it, Tantoni? Um, I'd say it's good as well. So what I'm curious now, assuming we're doing your tale next, is if it's a tale series, all I've seen so far is that the format is basically like a commentary or like a research process on an, on an anomaly. So the fact that you have a series, I'm curious if it's like they're studying one big thing or like if there's like some other meta aspect going on between the, the research. I'm very curious to see what you're doing exactly. Mm, well, it's a little bit different from this. It's more like a character-focused thing, I think. But it's, like, based on the same concepts, I think. Gib, 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 gib. Is the opening to it, which is called just Blackened. By Tanhoney. Nice. Blackened by Tanhoney. Oh, it only has 41 upvotes? That surprised me. I thought, like... No, 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 I'm not insulting you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Like, a <laughs> lot of people keep asking when it's getting an update, so I thought this was, like, one of the top Tale series on it. It only came out last year! Oh, that would explain it. It's new. Yeah, it's really new. Oh, okay. Okay, this makes way more sense. I thought this was like some long-standing tale series because everyone kept asking about it in DSCP, and it came up in, in Writer. But I got I I was I had a well, people who like it really like it, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, probably because you're a really good writer. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Blackened. <clears throat> Can you read this one? Please? Oh yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, you fucking nice try. Back to your role, Tanhony. <laughs> Alison Shaw was 12 years old when she realized she wasn't human. After all, how could she be? When she was happy, she didn't laugh. When she was sad, she didn't cry. No matter what happened to her, her face remained stock still, like a robot, like a machine. She'd seen how people were meant to act, and they weren't meant to act like she did. The only logical conclusion was that she wasn't human. Her father wasn't human either, of course. His face was always the same too, a blank mask. The most extravagant expressions possible being the polishing of his glasses with a handkerchief, the most meaningfully displayed affection being a rigid ruffling over her. Still, it meant the world to her, and he knew it. That was why he persisted with such awkward displays. She tried. <laughs> Side note: uh, hair ruffling is one of the best forms of affection. Just saying. She tried to act human. She paid close attention to her mother, to her classmates, to the people on television. When she had, she just got awkward looks and whispered giggles. Eventually, she'd had to be pulled away and told the faces she was making were frightening the other children. So eventually, she'd abandoned that effort. This is this is hitting a little. <laughs> this is hitting a little. Ooh, it's a, ooh, it feels personal. Ooh. 
<laughs> it was her and her father then. They were the only two Inhumans in the world. Alison loved her mother dearly, but she just didn't get it. She could laugh and not have it come out like shattered glass. It was her and her father against the world. Then, one day, when she came back from school and her father wasn't there, when all she found was her tearful mother and a lack of explanation, that changed. When Charles Gears disappeared, Alison realised how it really had been all along. It was her against the world. So I'm curious, um, does everyone who joins the Foundation have to leave their family? Like, can you have, like, a, a non-knowledgeable yes. family? Okay, so why does Gears leave his family? Well, Is it just because he's, like, too important? Is it because his stuff's too dangerous? Maybe. Because I was thinking about that, because, like, I, I, I noticed, I, I was asking because I noticed, like, a lot of times when there's, like, a couple or a family mentioned, they're, like, a couple that are researchers in the Foundation. Yeah. I was wondering, like, is it possible to have a family that doesn't know about this shit? I imagine it'd be difficult, but I don't imagine it'd be impossible. Yeah, you would just no say you work for the CIA or something. Foundation. You would say, you I, no I work for the CIA. Stay in the site Exactly. Yeah, and, and, like, why would you even do it, you know? Because it's so dangerous. High mortality. They better pay really fucking The closest thing you can have to an interpersonal relationship is Clef shooting you on Wednesdays. That's not true. There are, <laughs> there are like, I feel like I there's a, a large number of, like, lesbian wives researchers, which is based, but I feel like definitely there's, like, something going on with that. Yeah, there's always another researcher. That's so true. <clears throat> the chef worked <clears throat> quite hard on that, you know, Ernest Sims said pointing at the untouched food of a fork. Alison glared at him from across the long, long table. The mansion she'd be brought to is decadent in the extreme. It looks like even the wallpaper, emblazoned with fantastical images of angels and demons, was worth more than a college fund. Or at least it would have been if she'd gone to college. She had other uses for that money, after all. Her eyes flipped down to the food in front of her. Roast chicken with half a dozen spices inside she didn't even know the names of. Poison, maybe? No, if this man had wanted to kill her, he could have simply have her shot in the head. He certainly had the money to get away with it. Still. (laughs) Bill Gate? (laughs) You? Still, though. I'm not hungry, she said, voice low, face as blank it had ever been. Why have you brought me here? Ernest chuckled. Luckled. The old man was disgusting, drooping body dressed in a bathrobe, a tiny pair of spectacles dancing over his nose of every movement. This was a man who long ago had stopped caring what people thought of him, because there was nobody who would dare say it to his face. You're a paranoid young lady, aren't you? He said, taking a messy sip of wine. Red droplets remained in his moustache as he put the glass down again. I prefer careful. No, 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 no. Ernest shook his head, still chuckling. You are not careful, my dear. Not careful at all. Quite the opposite, I'm afraid. That word you've been tossing around in the circles you've been moving through? No, I wouldn't say that's careful at all. That word, Alison said, mentally kicking herself a second later. Super questions like that only made her look weak. Better to pretend you already knew everything and get the details later. Ernest grinned. Foundation. As the words left... I was talking about houses, idiot. The word left... leaves. As the word left Ernest's lips, a flow of hot anger ran through Alison's body. Her face didn't shift in the slightest, but her grip on the tablecloth tightened, just slightly. Foundation. Foundation. What do you want from me? She said quietly. The old man looked her up and down. Tell me, dear. Do you hate? I'm sorry? It's a simple question, Ernest said, steepling his hands before him. As he spoke, the flamboyance seemed to drain away, replaced with simmering, indecent anger. Do you hate? 
Do you resent? I have researched you. I know your story. Your father stolen away, your family splintered, your life destroyed. Your suffering is not the product of circumstance. There are people who have done this to you. To us. Alison nodded, silently closing her eyes. Now this was beginning to make sense. You too, then? Who? My granddaughter could turn fire to ice with a glance, Ernest said wistfully, his eyes drifting to somewhere very far away. Turn life to death with a touch. A miracle girl, now one of their curiosities, rotting away in a cell. Your father's situation is much the same. The time stolen from him, the time stolen from you. So tell me, do you hate? She breathed out a sigh that felt like he'd been building up her entire life. Yes, she said, voice cold. I hate. Despite a smile spread across Ernest's lips. Very good, he said. I have hired 50 men, phantasmagoria mercenaries. Soldiers of fortune for the kind of world you and I live in. They are quite capable, but untrustworthy, as all of their kind are. I would like for you to be my representative in their midst. Suspicion opened up inside her once again. You'd trust me with that? They'd met barely half an hour ago. Of course, he smiled. Liar. It was in his eyes. This man, perhaps he'd once heard about his granddaughter he mentioned, but that love had long since shriveled away to something uglier, a barbed bitterness that existed only to draw blood from the thing that had hurt it. This was a man who had been hurt in his life and now lived only to hurt. Well, Alison couldn't say she was much different. So long as she got what she wanted, she was more than willing to paint the world red. So long as she got her father back. And can I popcorn to you? Yes, but I just want to double check. Mm. So if I'm understanding correctly, basically he had a granddaughter that he loved, but because she was anomalous, the foundation took her as, yes. as presumably like an SCP. And in this case, she thinks that Gears was the same, but they don't know he like works for them. Let's find out. All right. <clears throat> Charles Gears, known to the Foundation as SCP-8211... Oh, no! <laughs> no! Died without any final words! No! Suddenly relieved of his guts by a single swipe of the giggling lizard's tail. She dragged him back to a supply closet, hoping to treat his wounds or, at the very least, say goodbye. But he was already gone. He'd been gone for many minutes. She'd left his half-innard strewn on the floor on their way here. Idiot, idiot! Silent tears trickled down Allison's blank face as she stared down at this body. Wait, can I make a guess about mm -hmm. this tale series? If I'm yeah. understanding, 682 just killed her dad. Is this like her, her, her tale of vengeance to figure out how the fuck to kill this thing? Let's continue on. What little life he'd ever shown was gone now, too. It was like she was looking at a discarded toy. Some limp, cold thing that had taken him away. That had stolen him from her! It wasn't fair. 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 You don't have to read uh, both. The way that said was like, <laughs> it's being like translated. <laughs> my bad. Oh, poor child. My poor child. A sob died stillborn in her throat, coming out only as a hollow, cracking noise. She looked up from the body, her face wet, staring uncomprehendingly at the inside of the storage closet. In the distance, she could still hear the sounds of screaming, of tearing, of that damn lizard laughing in glee as it rampaged through the phantasmagoria mercenaries. 
the blaring alarm stabbed at her pained ears like knives. Hello? She mumbled, and even as she did, she found herself irritated at just how childish her voice sounded, how plaintive it came out. Hello, my child. Let us discuss. There was a sense, just for the briefest moment, a sense of utter weightlessness, and the supply closet melted away from around Alice and Chow. The walls fell away, crumbling into dust, into atoms, into nothing, and the floor she was kneeling on overflowed with dark. In the space of a few seconds, the only things remaining from the former landscape were herself and the body of her father. The place she had found herself was a void, an utter void, endless darkness in every direction. No stars, no sky, absolutely nothing. No, no, that was wrong. It couldn't possibly be nothing. She was kneeling on a hard floor, wasn't she? That implied the existence of ground. If she could see blackness, then by definition there wasn't nothing. There was blackness, if nothing else. She was in a place that existed. As if in response to her reasoning, her eyes began to adjust to the darkness. Everything was still oil black, but there were definitely objects around her. She and her father were on an obsidian floor, and tiny fragments of black sand floated in the air around her, tickling against her face. She looked up, and her eyes began to ache. Before her was a great throne, formed from dark glass, rising up to a height that a height that her eyes couldn't perceive, not exactly, but it was huge, the kind of throne that kings would sacrifice their kingdoms for. Something was sitting in that throne. Not a person, exactly, but a mass, a cloud of dancing shadows. It had no face, but Allison swore she could feel the thing smiling at her. Welcome, child, the words slithered meekly from her lips. Where, she began, injecting a little more confidence into her words. <clears throat> Where am I? You are in my house, her eyes narrowed. She'd heard of things like this before, people using the ways incorrectly, being snatched away by daemons or imps. She was no fool. She wouldn't fall prey to something like this. A bundle of hope writhed in her chest. If this was a trick, did that mean her father was still alive? No, he is dead. You can read my thoughts? No, but thoughts are predictable. It is not difficult to track the falling of dominoes. Still holding a hand under her father's head to support its weight, Allison glowered defiantly at the thing. If this is a trick, she breathed, I'll kill you. I swear it. There is no trick. I have a proposal for you. No, she wasn't about to let this thing control the pace of the conversation. She was in control, even now, especially now. She had to be. Who are you talking to? She hmm? said, keeping her voice in its normal, neutral tone. You mean just the way she'd spoke. Hello? Oh, it's not who. It's just who are you? <laughs> oh, who are you? She said, keeping her voice in its normal, neutral tone. The way she'd spoken before she'd learned to talk like people. I am called the Black Moon Child. 
Oh no. Is this a different take on the Black Moon than the last one? Yeah, it is though, yes. It's it's quite different. My my way of resolving this is that it's also a multiversal thing. <laughs> Oh. Sometimes it's smart, sometimes it's dumb. That doesn't mean anything to me. That makes me happy. She forced a growl out of her throat, a painfully fake display of emotion. Oh, is this how she became the Black Queen with the Black Moon? But perhaps enough to fool this clearly inhuman thing. Who are you? She asked again. And what do you want from me? The shadows shifted slightly a whispering crescendo building up until it became speech. I am a player of games, child, and I wish to help you. The anger inside her writhed again, slamming itself against the bars of her body. My father is dead, she oh, sorry, my father is dead, she said, voice a dead monotone. There's nothing you can do for me. The thing is done. I failed. Yes, a father is dead. But so many still live on, awaiting their Allison. She blinked, the anger inside her chest fading, but only slightly. For the last few minutes, it had felt as though the world had very suddenly become a very small and sealed room, slowly closing in around her. A window had just opened, just a crack. Intoxicating hope took root. There's still a chance... As many chances as you need. There are as many worlds as drops of rain, and I can give you leave to sail them, to find the happy ending your heart desires. This is, like, menacing because the original line is just one word. (laughs) What would it cost me? Suspicion had already turned to bargaining. If she'd been in her right mind, Allison knew she'd be disgusted with herself, but she looked down at her father's dead face. She owed him. She owed him this. The words came from her mouth again. What would it cost me? I told you, I am a player of games. My game is called Existence, and I seek victory over my adversary. His pieces are many, his children and wives are meat angels. But I seek quality in my pieces. A singular, immutable hatred such as yours is a rare thing indeed. You would be my peace. My black queen. Oh, like chess. Good visual, Tanhony. Good visual. She gave three responses to this. This offer that would give her life back. That would save her father. It's not really saving. You're just kidnapping a different version of your father. (laughs) That would save her father. That would make everything okay again. She blinked. She nodded. She spoke. Yes. The multiverse would never be the same again. So basically, she's becoming like a, a tangible uh, player. She's like helping out the not the counterbalance. What's it called? The the Black Moon. Yeah. Uh, in exchange for like getting to travel universes to go get a, <laughs> a different version, in order to travel different universes to get to yeah. other. You got the a fucking passport. <laughs> And I'm curious, is this sort of take on like them being emotionless and non-understandable? I think your a lot canon, of this is, is man canon. Yeah, well, I was saying in your canon, is that how every Allison and Gears no, is? Or is no, it no, just no, this no. universe is Allison and Gears? We are following a specific version. Because I was going to say, and I know you didn't intend it because I literally decided the voice when we read the last one, but be- the whole monotone vibe and that whole thinking kind of reminded me of the techno version from the last mm. one. It's not the, it's one it's not the like, same one, though. She's not, this one's yeah. not really techy, but... Uh... Right. He's very much like that was good. Gears. 
I will give this a good tentatively. Um, I'm giving, and I'm not saying that I'm not like me. me I, I'm being very earnest with you because I know this is like your work. I'm not trying to meme on you. I like it, um, and I think I'm gonna like it more when I read more. But as it is with just this, it's very intro heavy. Um, one thing I like is that this doesn't require a whole lot of intro, right? And yeah. I know I'm not saying it's bad when your tale or your SCP is solely based on, like, you need external knowledge, but I think what's nice about this is the only thing you need I to I wanted to write this, this like, this read. could be a, uh, an introduction to the Black Queen as well. So I was yes. trying to... I read, that was very Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the only thing you would need is the Black Queen hub, and maybe not even that at that. You could just follow Alison Chow and Dr. Gears as two forces. Um, and I really like that you call him Charles Gears, because one, that's how he sees her, but two, um, you don't need knowledge of Dr. Gears for that to be mm, relevant. Yeah. You're just like, oh, he's a guy named Charles Gears. So I really like that. I think that's a, a very nice way you've written that. Um, I think it's good, and I'm really interested to hear more, but we are at the 48-minute mark, so what do you think? I think we can go longer, because I'm, 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 I'm a piece of shit. Written my shit. I'm willing to go longer. I know, I'm tired, my throat hurts from this reading, and you're like, when it's mine, we will yes. go. Well, I can popcorn it back to me if you'd like. Well, what's the length of the next one compared to this one? Um, it's, it's around the same length, I would say. You're asking a lot of me, Tan, because we still have to do a second Aetheral Space today. We have to do what we said, where uh, that might be a solo one. No, here's what I'll tell you. Here's okay. what I'll tell you. And this, this will motivate you as well to finish your draft. We will we will end things off, right? Mm. However, as soon as you finish your draft you're on, we'll read the next chapter and that one as its own episode. Mm. Can I convince you on that? We have to keep one more, one more. <laughs> you're so greedy! Oh, yeah. Dude, we have to do we have to do Aethel's space and I have errands to run today. Well, the more you complain, the longer it's gonna take. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you guys seeing this right now? <laughs> I can't believe you're gonna make me do this. What I'll read fuck? it. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. It's I, your I, guess, link. I guess you're not letting me in. <laughs> and I'm I'm downvoting the last one. Fuck you, no, not actually. <laughs> All right. Ooh, previously. Yeah, that's that's a nice touch. Too, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, I'll do it. Factor. Allison Chow. Rash. Universe. Na. Location, the Wanderer's Library. Alison Chow hated herself. She hated the way she lounged on the reading room's couch as though she owned the place. She hated the way she waved her hands around like she was an actor on a stage, and she hated the high-pitched giggle she let out at her own jokes. Jokes that weren't even that funny. I'm assuming this is her hating the other Black Queen, <laughs> not her actual self. <laughs> More than anything else, though, Alison Chow hated the way Alison Chow looked at her. Her double who had invited her out to the secluded corner of the library with a half-legible letter shoved into a shoe locker in Neon London. A rambling, self-important missive signed with the name Alison Chow, Quetzal. Normally, Alison would have just ignored a message from one of her irritating counterparts, but in this case, the information Quetzal had been offering in exchange for indulgence was too valuable. Still, this was only just barely worth it. As Quetzal lounged on the couch, rambling on and on, the ball-jointed doll arm she had bound to her left shoulder delicately fed her grapes in the space between her words. Her newsboy cap lay on the coffee-rotted coffee table in front of her, just outside of Alison's reach. Hello? Well, I guess we're not reading Black uh, Blacken today. Uh, thank you guys for watching the Discovering SCP episode, what is this, 114 or something? Um, also, this newsboy cap I'm seeing is an early article, 
I'm going to open a new link in a tab and see if it's like short enough for me to... No, it's not short enough for me to figure out on short notice. I was hoping it'd be like a four-sentence article. Um, yeah, but it looks like Tan has disappeared on me. I, uh, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, oh, he's put a timestamp, so this might be a while that he's gone. I'm so glad we can't. Ah, okay. yes. Okay. So what is this Newsboy paper so cap? Newsboy is cap it relevant? It's an early SCP that's sort of early, very early Black Queen stuff. It's like a cap that one of them has and makes it so you can't be noticed, basically. Oh, that's cool. Should no doubt that Ketzel accounted. It's just like the fucking ring from Lord of the Rings, but less evil. <laughs> she had no doubt that Ketzel accounted as shut up to prevent theft. However, no matter how annoying her other versions were, Allison knew they were universally capable. So Ketzel concluded with a dramatic swish of her blazer. What do you think? She finally returned her gaze to Allison, sat on the other side of the room in a leather armchair. The two of them were separated by a fireplace that cast an eerie red light on the room, on the walls that doubled as bookshelves. I don't like that fire was capitalized there. That's even it's like very prominent fire. <laughs> yeah, or not capitalized, bolded, I mean. Yeah. Yes. This was the library after all. Even in an infinite space like this, not an inch of real estate was to be wasted. Give me a second, Alison sighed, crossing her arms. The emotional indicators were clumsy, forced, but Ketzel either didn't mind or didn't care. She was likely doing the exact same thing anyway. I need to to digest what you just said. In terms of appearance, she was a stark contrast to Ketzel. Gloomy, listless, and bedraggled would be the most common words to use, along her hanging over most of the face like some horror movie ghost. Her journeys throughout the multiverse thus far had not been kind to her. She hadn't permitted them to be. But of course, Ketzel sat up, spreading her arms wide theatrically. It's only best if we sisters are on the same page. Alison clicked her tongue. I'm not your sister. Ketzel winked at her, tapping her nose conspiratorially. I think you'll find yourself in the minority on that one, my dear. I'm not your dear, either. <laughs> South Park bit. Her double sighed, cupping her cheek with a hand as she adjusted her lounging position. Her doll arm brought a glass of red wine to her lips, and she sipped it elegantly, waggling her eyebrows. Alison wasn't sure whether that display was meant to be some kind of flex, or if her counterpart was just generally that decadent. Alison said, resetting her face back to a neutral, blank expression. Her voice came out as a comfortable monotone. Let me make sure I understand you correctly. Go ahead! Your big plan, the plan you made me come all the way here for, is to find ourselves a poorly developed Earth, trick the locals into thinking we're gods, and have them build a giant golden statue of you. Of us? Ketzel wagged an admonishing finger. We have the same face, after all, we can just double up. And then, once we have the statue, we somehow steal it and then sell it to another Earth. I have buyers all lined up, Ketzel grinned cheekily. If I play my cards right, and let's be honest, I always do. I'm sure I can have a few of them pay up before they realise I don't plan on parting with my statue. If it was our statue. Ketzel waved a vague hand. Sure, sure, whatever. Alison allowed herself an exhausted sigh. Steepling her fingers in front of her, she leaned forward in the armchair. Listen, she said slowly. Now that I understand the idea, would you like some constructive criticism? Wait, I just... That is a good point. If you can go to multiple universes, can't you just keep stealing gold and resources <laughs> from other universes? Where's the anomalous American military stealing all the oil from the other Americas? <laughs> that that would be a funny SCP. Is like it's like a civil war, but it's like America fighting other realities, Americas for the remnants of their oil. Someone write oh, that's that good. right that's now. That's a good idea. My counterpart's <laughs> smile was infuriatingly wide. But of course, it's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. 
The smile. No, I liked it. That's not constructive criticism. Alison stood up from the chair, scratching at a ragged hoodie in a vain attempt to get the creases out of it. She knew she shouldn't have come here. Nothing good ever came from meeting these idiots on their own terms. First She's of not all, like the other Alisons. Exactly. First of all, <laughs> she said, looking dismissively down at her twin on the couch, I'm not interested in money, and even if I was, your plan has no guarantee of getting money. Pissing off half a dozen alternate Earths for a laugh and a gaudy statue sounds more like an elaborate suicide than anything else. To be frank, it depresses me that you and I have the same brain. Please don't contact me again. With that, she began marching to the door, her fingers curling around the handle. Just before she turned it, however, Ketzel's voice rang out from the couch. If you're not interested in money, she asked, generally curious. What are you interested in? What is it you want, little sister? A disgusting nickname again. None of your business. Ketzel laughed from behind her. No, seriously, I want to know. It's more my business than most things I do, after all. Really, what is it you want? Knowledge, prestige, exploration, excitement, girls, boys, friendship. Everyone wants something, that's what lets them keep living. With each suggestion, and the one that was so clearly missed again and again, Alison's anger grew. Finally, she threw her hand down from the door handle and whirled around, jabbing, jabbing a finger towards Ketzel. What do I want? She said, each word punctuated with additional jab. I want what we should all want, what we should all be working, working towards, or have you forgotten? Dad, what they did to him, what they're doing to him, or have you forgotten about that? Ketzel winced, something like genuine sympathy entering her eyes. Oh, she cringed. You're one of those, huh? Alison faltered for just a moment, her figure, Inga, hovering in the air impotently. What do you mean, one of those? She muttered. With a grunt, Ketzel sat up from her lounging position, her legs dangling over the side of the couch and her hands resting in her lap. She patted the space next to her. Sit down a sec, little sister. Her words were unusually gentle. Hell no. Okay. Ketzel replied without a beat, smiling in what was clearly an attempt to be reassuring. Everyone's... All of us are like you at the start, Alison. Angry, bitter, wanting to... To get back at everyone, or stop the bad things from happening at all. I know I was. The things I did. Oh boy. Her gaze turned far away, as if her eyes were staring at another scene entirely. When she spoke, her voice was barely audible. But they've already happened. They can't unhappen. You understand that, right? At some point, you have to give up and move on. For your own sake, if nothing else. Move on. The words were like sewage in Alison's mouth. A bitter nausea rose up in her stomach at what she was hearing. Like you have? Ketzel's eyes flicked up the stones to Alison's, and for the first time, she saw her own self in her own gaze. Yeah, she said, voice surprisingly firm. Like I have. Alison was out the room in a second flat. Usually, even after being here so many times, Alison would have to take a second to appreciate the glory of the library, to experience a sense of awe at the skyscraper bookshelves, the distant stars up in the rafters, the mingling crowds of the human and the inhuman. But her disgust at the cowardice she just witnessed thoroughly swept such emotions away. She'd stormed down the walkway, passing by dozens of doors to reading rooms just like the one she'd been in. No trace of emotion could be seen in her demeanour or her gait, but one looked closely, very closely, they might have just seen a film of tears clinging to her eyes for just a second. She blinked and then they were gone. I would have made that they just might have seen a film of tears mm, yeah. instead of might just. Move on. Move on. The idea that such a thought could infiltrate any version of her may want to leave over the, lean over the railing and vomit into the void below. Her father had suffered and died. She'd suffered and as good as died. And she was just meant to forget about it? Pretend like it had never happened? Hell no. Moving on was the same as dying. 
Without Sancho, I didn't ever intend to let that happen. Guess things didn't go so well then, boss, Jack said, appearing at her side. Oh, this is another SCP. Yeah, this is, this is, you don't have to read the SCP. <laughs> Despite the respectable power walk Alison was executing, the red-headed story sprite's leisurely stroll was easily able to keep pace with her. Narrative convenience didn't much care about the laws of physics, after all. No, Alison said a little too quickly. Things don't go well, just as I said they would, wouldn't. I wouldn't have let you convince me to meet with her. My bad, the self-assured young man raised an apologetic hand. But my reasoning was still sound, I think. No woman is an island and all that. This world abhors people without friends. If you want to achieve anything, you need someone to achieve it with you. And I'm not talking about your usual pastime, in case you think that counts. Isn't that what I pay you for? Jack's laughter was generally mirthful, echoing through the library's halls. He wiped a grammatical tear from his eye. <laughs> That's kind of fucking apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your contributions, boss, he chuckled. But I advise you not to consider me a friend. You'll end up happier that way. Fantastic. Thank you for the pick-me-up. Good to know I have you. Is that sarcasm I detect? Jack Bean spinning as he pranced down the whole walkway. You've come so far, boss. Alison stared straight forward. Believe me, it's a source of continual shame. Well, Jack grinned, swinging over the railing to sit precarious on it, legs swinging over the void. Maybe you'll have better luck with the next one. And we'll leave off for there for now, because this is longer than I went before it was. Yeah, you fucking lied. You fucking liar. I, was I thought it was, my mistake. It. it was a mistake. But maybe you'll read the rest on your own. Or maybe we'll. I'll finish the other yeah. one next time. This is called Me, Myself, and I, but since we didn't finish it, I'm not giving it a It's reading. just me. When Tan finishes his draft, we'll read the rest of this and yes. the new chapter. We'll read the rest of the series. How dare he, though? How dare you? You greedy motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm, I really, I'm really proud of, of this beast. series. I'm giving you the greed of a beast roll. It was the greed of a beast. Right I'm giving you the roll. Give me a second. <laughs> greed of a beast. There you go. All right. Now it's time to read some comments, though. Yes, yes. I yes, can yes. tell you're proud of it. Um, so it's fine. It actually turned out that I had three articles in this rather than two. I, 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 forgot, I actually forgot about one, so when I finish the next one, we'll have, like, a good episode. Beautiful. Hang on, I need to go back to my YouTube as well, not yours. Um, back to Darnell. Discovering SCP. Uh, wait, hold on. I saw a funny video I want to mark for watch later. <laughs> okay, now go to Discovering SCP. Um, here we go. The last one was the FSCP one, right? It was, yes. Okay. So, first from Gnome says, Oh, oh, I finally get to comment on a new video because I'm all caught up and I have nothing useful to you say. You only just made it days. in. You should thank me for going late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 53 minutes ago. And he would have made it in. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Edit. But I did learn a new word today. Trammel. Trammel. A restriction to someone's freedom. Or a set net. Fishing net. Consisting of three layers. I'm very happy for you, Gnome. Smile. Quaker Button knows 128 says, I love Vampire Boat. Uh, Banker Paul says, Anomalous coming in clutch with the password. Someone's got to remember. Uh, Three Yellow Arrows says, Man, I'm quiet. Listening to this again made me realize how much I like Belly of the Playwright. Also, Darnell mixing up Daleport with three Portlands and being super confident about it is very Darnell, Lamau. I'm curious, what kind of SCPs does Tanhony like? I like wacky, I'll, surreal, I'm, historical. Those are like the, the, the ones I like. I was going to say, knowing you, you like stuff that's very conceptual. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Things that are like, they play on like ideas rather than concrete. A strong things. central concept that I can get quickly. 
Like, if I have to look at, like, ten logs of military guys, like, slowly investigating something, I'm probably going to lose interest. Yeah, and going, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck, yeah, oh, goddamn, oh, hell, oh, fuck. If you start saying that you're surrounded, I'm probably going to start getting bored. That's <laughs> <laughs> so mean, but true. Oh, yeah, my grandpa listened to this episode, and he really liked it, and not just because I'm in it, lol. Aw, your grandpa's very supportive. Every time I try to show my family anything from this, they say they don't get it, and it's boring. The only thing my dad liked is I showed him our chess video, and he thought that was hilarious. But he doesn't like our podcast. (laughs) This is so sad. Uh, King T-Rex says... 132 to 150 is where I got deja vu. I blame Tan Honey for this. I'm not going to watch that section. Uh, recommendations. When will people in the comments learn that we never read these ever in the history of ever? <laughs> like ever. Um, King T-Rex says SCP-62. I guess these are more recommendations for the listeners listening yeah. to the comment readings. Uh, SCP-6200 in some... Oh, okay. <laughs> Shythalia says, wow, it's No, I was, talking to, the, I was talking to the readers. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, SCP-6200, Insomnium, an excellent blend of a murder mystery mixed with the end of the world. Very long, but extremely tense. Make sure to block SCP that one on your browsers. Yes. SCP-4003s, on Cowboys, Catholicisms, and the Cretaceous. I feel like this would either be something I really like or really hate based on how it's executed on that name alone. What would happen if a Catholic town in 1866 randomly appeared in Lake Cretaceous Hell Creek Formation 66 million years ago? Okay, I feel like I would like that. Yeah, that sounds fun. SCP-5000-A. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hyped now. A strange mix between real-world history, cosmic horror, and the usual anomalous happening of the SCP universe. SCP-6624. Il Maestro del Rancore. With this, our blood, it is the Hanged Kings. We're probably going to read that one, because I've wanted to read that for a while. I've never gotten to it. <laughs> yeah, and now you got me like kind of into Hanged King stuff again with the, with the Black Queen article. I want to read more Black Queen GOIs. The, yeah. Those are fun as fuck. We need to do more of that. And like you said, they're good for audio. You know what we could even do if we wanted to be high-tier creators? Yeah. Uh, um, is what we would do is we would save a voice for Anomalous and have him record his voice for the voice <laughs> and post. And he could finally be in an episode of DSCP. <laughs> finally. It'd be such effort, though. Poor Anomalous. Shadow uh, says, wow, a switcheroo this episode. Anomalous says, this be one of the best collabs yet. Password, you will consume Aetheral Space with your mind and give it a good review. Thanks for exactly. being the only one who wrote the password. Uh, Hamilton says, Hamilton fans eating good this episode. Hamilton what? <laughs> this had nothing to do with you. <laughs> he said, Hamilton fans eating good. Uh, Hamilton also says, I gotta admit, I'm lost and can't find my way out. Uh, Comedy Man Kelp says, The intro to this episode feels like what the time traveler in a movie sees when they get back to the present. It makes them realize they've dramatic- drastically altered the timeline. Land says, Who even are these goofy-ass guests? <laughs> Crying emoji. They come on and just start messing with the vibes. It's crazy. Like, who calls themselves Tanhony or Tarnell in 2022? Watch your tone, Land. You're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Guari Fernandez Emil says, I think YouTube has removed my comments, so round he- round two here. I'm pretty happy again- of being again with you two guys, especially so soon, and I'm sure Crowcat and Orchid can say the same. Since we didn't explain it on the episode, FSCP is basically a book club inside the DSCP Discord server. What? We killed them. <laughs> we reunited some days of the <laughs> just typing it in real time and read, and read stuff from the SCP wiki the Wanderers Library wiki or pretty much any other thing online 
It's real fun and everyone can join. Lan, for example, is basically the unofficial fourth member. We usually read things of better quality, though. <laughs> you guys paint the articles! Next time I won't let Crowcat choose the skips. Just kidding. Why are they so mean to Crowcat? The articles you guys picked were fine. Stop worrying about it. Also, thank you too for reading my draft at WriterConBot. WriterBot, you fucked me up. It's WriterBot 2022. I'll try to publish it ASAP once I get enough spag crit on it, which for some reason I'm struggling to get. We already gave you spag crit. Dude, I, I got this feeling because you DM'd me, Guare, privately about trying to dumb things down and edit things. Your thing is almost fine as is. We told you, go back in the stream, go back to when we read it. You have to add, like, a couple of commas, and then it's good to post. Please, please do not get caught in that very... You're getting caught in that author trap. Well, this is also trying prior to, to write a fest. Bear in mind. No, no, he commented yeah. this... This was during Rider Bond. Oh, right. Um... Yeah, he said, I also thank you for reading my draft on WriterBot. This was after. Because oh. he DM'd me about this, too. You're falling into this trap, I feel, Guar. I don't know if this is the first article you're posting. That a lot of new writers do with SCP, um, where they worry too much. Uh, they're so nervous about posting that they just want to keep getting crit, keep getting crit. And not only do they not end up posting, but they get so much crit that their story becomes blander. Because you're expanding your net too far. You want a strong amount of crit from a small audience. Literally just throw in a couple commas where we told you to. A quick grammar stuff, and it's fine as is. Tan, can you back me up on this? I agree. If you are, it was really good. Loop, you will not leave it. You will yes, never be good and it was enough. really good. Please, please, just get those commas. And even if you're going to keep getting stuck in this bag result, I'd rather you just port it and be missing a few commas than get stuck in this loop. Please, for the love of God, Guare, I am begging you. I know you're going to see this a week later. I hope you don't get trapped in that crit spiral. Um. And then lastly, from Orchid Stream, they said, Holy shit, they got another woman on the podcast? We've had a few. Um, sweating emoji. <laughs> We've had some women. I've said some women, some women, sorry. Uh, some women. <laughs> we've, eaten, we've eaten women on podcast. Delicious. All right. Uh, <laughs> woman mukbang. No. That's like some serial killer shit. Martian oh my Carter God. and Doc could be like <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you guys for watching sorry tan honey had the greed of a beast we will be reading more black and though i'm making that executive decision <laughs> i'm making that i really like the goi format and i really like your tale series can i think it's really good i always like the stuff you write it's really interesting to me yeah. um yeah, of course you do so it will return i won't let him i won't let him fuck off on getting the third chapter done how many chapters is it going to be total by the way i'm not sure well, the screenshot is like now second web not one existed, so it's the fourth one right now. Oh fuck, we have a lot to read then. Maybe yeah, we'll need, we'll need to have like a, a whole new event. It's called like Blackened Blackened Week or something, and we'll read the Blackened Tales you've written for that year. Who knows? All right, well that should be it for us. Any closing remarks, Tan? Nothing I can think of. All right, we got Aetheral space to record, and I got to get some shopping done. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.